Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 937 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com. We are back here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. It's time for the crossover. We have Nick Sainert in studio uh, getting ready for the happy hour. And Nick has uh, developed an addiction actually today, which is unfortunate. Uh, addictions are never good, but uh, he can't he can't seem to help himself over there. How many stra- Starbursts have you eaten? Since Quite he sat down, three. Uh, <laughs> no, no, these are not the only rappers. Since I oh, got there's here, more. Since I got here. We're probably approaching the the double digits. What is your problem, dude? I don't know. Normally, I don't like Starburst. Normally, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Got a sweet tooth today. I don't know what it is. They, they. I tried a. Cu- I had a couple after the drive this morning, mm-hmm. and I can't put them down. Maybe you got a favorite flavor. Maybe it's because you actually. No, I don't have a favorite. Like people hate on the red, but I. I, I oh, taste the, the red. No, people hate like, on. People okay. hate yellow. Yellow is. Yeah, yellow, yellow is better than orange. Yellow is better than orange. Yellow is better than orange. Fight me. Lemon nah, flavor. I go that far. Yellow is better than orange. Orange is really good. Orange Cherry just has a weird lemonade. aftertaste. Not a fan. Not a fan. Well, everybody ate the pink ones up in the. Yeah, know, those yeah. those Gold, go so. those go fast. Those go first. I don't know. Well, I think everybody should give Nick a round of applause, though. Why is that? Here because comes Rico because today will be the first day this week. Yep. That our very own Nicholas Sainert does a full happy hour. Hey, that is true. Go. I yeah. mean, that's the plan until um, <laughs> until he just leaves until for I some reason. To just dip out of here. Oh yeah, um, of course. If anybody, I, I'll leave co-host. early. Why? Why? Somebody's got because stay. you left early. Somebody's Every other stay. day, you what? didn't even do a show one of the days. Yeah, it was one of the. Uh, I think it was, uh, was it? It was Monday. I think it was, yeah, no, it was it was the pressure. Yeah, yeah, which was it's Monday. always always working. That was though. a Monday. It's not like he's it was like Tuesday. Thank you, boss. We're going to school. No, it was Wednesday. Matt Rule? Yeah, Wednesday. Uh, no, that's false. I did the first segment on Wednesday. I didn't do the show on Monday. What was Monday's? Monday was Terrence, Terrence Knighton and Ed Foley. Oh, that one was right. scheduled at 1 o'clock, so that's why I didn't do the yep, whole entire right. show. Matt Rule was scheduled at 2, so I stayed for the first segment, Did it left about one thirty-five, and then bounced. This dude. This guy. <laughs> Listen, it's, it, I'm, uh, you know, it's just who I, I, I can't help. It's who you are. You can't help, you I, can't help not doing a full show? It's, okay. I, it's not that I don't want to do a full show, and then the Tuesdays and Thursdays, I, it's you know I got stuff. I got the people do. come for yeah. me anyways. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever you say, man. Very important. Remember would, what, hey, hey, love... hey! Remember what month it is. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just say that. Why not? I have no way to defend myself. <laughs> That's the point. Well, I posted a picture last night of the new studio or the new station, right? And well, it's just a, a concrete floor and you know walls now. But anyway. I posted a picture, and in that picture, Sipple and Jake are standing there, and all of the replies are about Sipple. Every single reply, oh, I, yeah. I think there's probably like eight or nine replies on that tweet. Every single reply is about Sipple. Oh, I didn't realize Sipple was this short. Didn't realize Sipple was uh, <laughs> had other shoes other than his neon highlighter shoes. Oh, hey, those people are shoes. fascinated with Sip. I, I guess so. Oh yeah. Well, I was I'm just surprised. I was still. just surprised because Sipple never shows up to our meetings. Showed up to that it one. Was, it was a special one. Yeah. They said they were like they were like, hey. Hey, Sipple's here. And I go, Sipple's here? What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> well, he, well, he called Jake, and this is not him. Try, I'm not trying to out Sipple here. He called Jake and was like, where do I go? Where do I go? Because as It was a new says, building. It was a new he, building. Well, new he doors. told me he was kind of expecting a um, more people there, like more of like a social event. 
And we were. That's why he went. To think about it, he, he's gone to the ones that Mary Ellen's yeah, before. You're yeah. right. You're right. We were. Uh, it was not that. To no. say in the least. The lights off. <laughs> yeah. Literally. So, like, if he was expecting a social event and he walked past the building he thought he was supposed to be and the lights were off, you know, I can kind of understand why he got lost a little bit there. Uh, there's breaking news out of the NBA. Kyrie Irving has requested a trade. Uh, he'd prefer <laughs> that it happens before <laughs> the trade deadline. He is averaging 27.1 points per game. Uh, which is pretty darn good yes. for his career. Um, the Nets right now thirty-one and twenty, which you know, depending on what your kind of expectations for the Nets, I mean, they've had quite a rocky, I would say, just off season, but last couple of seasons. Um, anybody want Kyrie Irving? No, <laughs> Since, I mean, I that's what we're so, going to see. I'm so happy right now. Here's <laughs> this is wild. me rooting for my enemy's downfall. Here's what's wild. Um, when you look at didn't the Nets just get blown out by the Celtics the other night? They were down like thirty-five to nine. At they one lost point. by like forty-nine points or something like that. And one of the one of the Nets players says, "I guarantee if we play ten times, we don't lose that bad." I'm like, "Well, I would hope not." Well, and they did just get swept last year by the Celtics in the playoffs. So. You know who beat the Celtics? They'll play four times. Knicks. Yeah, I know that's you know happened. Who, you know who lost to the Nets? The Knicks. Well, you know who's the best record in the league? The Celtics. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, where are the Bulls? <laughs> oh, and one, uh, oh, and one. Not doing this, guys. Guys, the Bulls. The Bulls problems are going to be fixed because Io Desunmu sent former Illinois guard. Oh yeah, big sent, sent a t- uh, text in the Bulls group chat saying, "Guys, the rest of the season is very important. We can't continue to drop games." Oh, wow, that's, that's good leadership right there. Io Desunmu stepping up and being the biggest you know person what, in the room. You know what that means. Zach Levine's going to request a trade. He's done. I would he's, assume he's already, he's I would assume he's taken over. No, nah, he's already said that he wants out of it's Chicago. Over. Sorry, Zach, Charlie. Zach Levine's done. Uh, Demar Derozan is old. Probably not. Yeah, D- Demar had like a good start to the year last year. I made an MVP candidate f- candidacy for him as well last season, and it's just not <laughs> happening now. So good for you. You know, I, I don't know. I, I I am a Detroit. Lions fan after this season, not not after. Are you going to be a Detroit Pistons Should fan? Should I become a Pistons fan? I love Just go Cade all Cunningham. in on Detroit. Do Just not do that. No, that's not going to happen. So Lions, Pistons, hockey, Red Wings. So funny enough, the Red Wings. Here's what's interesting: the Red Wings. When I was growing up, we only had you know to like channel 22 or 23. We didn't get Big Ten Network when it initially came out because mm. it was channel 24, and we only got up to 23. Only 23. And but we got the Nebraska Westland football games on channel like 21 or whatever. Oh yeah, and then. On Channel 6, NBC, every Sunday they'd have a hockey game. And, like, the key matchup that NBC always carried were the Red Wings versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm. And it was like, you know what? I kind of like this Red Wings team. So, I don't know. There's two or three. I've always been, like, obviously a Chicago. I've, I've not ties to Chicago, but I like the Chicago Cubs. like the Chicago Blackhawks. Bulls mm-hmm. were just kind of in there as well. Never, <laughs> never grew fond of the Bears. No, so no. You could have gone all Chicago. Now you're going to go all Detroit. I don't you're know. Going no, no, to, no. There's you're no, going there is, to a worse city. There is no way in hell that I will ever Detroit Tigers go to the Detroit Tigers. No way. I'll Why ever not? The Cubs. No way. Why? No way. Then you can't. Then you can't root for all the other Detroit That's teams. Fine. You can't root for the Lions. You have to go to the Bears, dude. You can't I, switch cities. I'm not. You can't do what I do. Uh, then I'd go to the Bears. <laughs> I, would, I would go to the Bears before I switch well, on the Cubs. I think most like fans that aren't in the major market, it's not like you. Nah, you how go many people you just stick with their city? I don't you go you like want. some city that they like. I'm in New York and Boston. It's very weird. Yeah, it's very strange. Well, Foxborough. It's not Boston. It's <laughs> well. Massachusetts. It's not Boston, though. Did you see DeAndre Hopkins? Um, the Patriots are interested in DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. But that the relationship between D-Hop and Bill O'Brien is probably not going to be the reason it does not. Bill O'Brien just screws everything up. Yeah. Oh, he, well. he, he gets he gets basically 
well, look, fired from Alabama. The look, way that Nick Saban fires guys is they just he just finds them a new job. So he goes to the Patriots. That's not under, necessarily true, but yeah, you're right. Uh, let's go. Real. But you're, let's no, be this, real. in this instance, you're right. N- name one because they lost two games. Yeah, way. exactly. <laughs> like name one guy that that Nick Saban has publicly fired. Well, he doesn't Publicly, have to. They get better jobs because they do a good job at Alabama. Why, no, no, no. If, no, no if no, he no, wanted to fire both, somebody, both he would send them somewhere worse. Both coordinators that Nick Saban has now has to replace. Where did their D coordinator go? I got to look this up. Because, like, Lane Kiffin jo- it's, it's moved up. Well, he didn't move up. He went to Florida Atlantic. I got a head coaching job. Yeah. I got a head coaching yeah. job. Yeah. Um, by the way, the uh, football scoop says, by the way, the li- that the latest for the offensive coordinator position yeah. at Alabama, they're targeting Tommy Reese, yep. who is oh. the Notre Dame's uh, offensive coordinator, looking oh, around $2 million Nick. per year. Kind of strange, though, because yeah. Tommy Reese played at Notre Dame. So usually the draw like is to go back to, to your – He wants to be the head coach at Notre Dame. So well, what, what, better, yeah. what better way to do that than to go to Alabama, coach there as the offensive coordinator for a couple years, wait until Marcus Freeman gets fired. And then uh, he's not going to go to Notre Dame. Well, I tell you what, I don't hate it if I'm a Notre Dame fan because I mean that it does feel like at some point he'll probably try to come back to Notre Dame. Sorry, Marcus. I love you. Take him away. I love you, but you're not Tommy Reese. So here we go. Once again, I mentioned he does not fire guys; he finds them a new job. Mm -hmm. Pete Golding, Mm -hmm. who was the defensive coordinator, is now the inside linebackers coach for Ole Miss. That's yeah, he not got a step fired. up. That's that is not a step fired. up. <laughs> okay, that so that's not. one. So, so that's what I'm saying, though. Is that, so I mean, he, but that's, that's so what he, a good coach does. That's how they don't burn bridges. Well, it's Bill O'Brien like a, didn't get like, fired. It's that's like a, a step up. You went to the NFL. I, dude, sometimes he's I, coaching with Bill Belichick in New England. Because he I, went does back. That surprise, does that excite you? Like to coach uh, to coach with Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, and Bill are best friends. You think if Nick Saban didn't was if Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are truly best friends, and Bill O'Brien just was a horrible coach, got fought, or basically was like, you know what, he's not going to work out. Then he wouldn't go to New England. Well, then Rico, the, the problem is that he's already had that job. Yes. So, like, when he took the job at Alabama, it wasn't like, I hope I can someday be the New England offensive coordinator. Yeah, exactly. You like, already I, did that. Yeah, you did that. <laughs> you were the head coach at the Houston Texans. Yeah, well, he couldn't yeah. find a head coaching job. So it's, he went back to the NFL to go you, do his thing, and then and then he'll he'll go the, the – uh, the, uh, Bill Belichick assistant route and get a head coaching job, suck, Josh and then go Daniels. back. Yeah, exactly. Again, so. it's just crazy that Nick Saban, they have two losses. He gets rid of his coordinators. And they still and, have the number one recruiting class? Well, there's that, but, I mean, on the complete opposite of that, it's just two losses. Kirk Ferentz can have the worst offense in the nation. He's like, ah, step, no staff no changes. changes. No staff changes. My son Bingo. will continue to call the offense. Here's an article from The Athletic talking about Saban's entire career has been built up on letting coaches leave rather than firing them to keep their resumes looking good. Yeah, letting them leave. He doesn't fire them. That is exactly what I'm saying. Is that he <laughs> finds them no, a job? Finds, you say you're saying that he he's just like, look, you're job. not going to be back. You're going to have to go find. No, that's not how it goes. They find better jobs because they're at Alabama. Inside coach, inside linebackers coach at Ole Miss is he not helped, a better job he than the defense Mike, corner at Alabama. He helped Rico. Mike Loxley with a sub 500 record go from from a terrible head coach mm-hmm. to the Nick Saban school for coaches who don't coach good to now the head coach at Maryland where he's actually doing pretty good. He didn't fire him. He got him a better job. Co- oh. 
I don't know if Rico under. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, Hawk? yeah. Thank I you. don't. You guys are. You sometimes you argue the same thing just with like a different ending. I don't know how to. Yeah, explain these are good. It, they, yeah. These are good coaches getting better jobs. <laughs> these aren't bad coaches getting fired and getting better jobs. Well, they're not getting fired, but if he's get not arguing they're getting fired, fired. either. He's they're saying they're getting, getting fired because they they're are getting told that they can do better without them. <laughs> that so we can not... find a better person. <laughs> So rather no. than rather than firing Pete Golden, he's calling up Lane Kiffin, going, "Hey man, listen, Pete Golden would be a good guy for your inside linebackers opening." Yeah. No, that was a fire, and that's going to be a, a clean sweep. That's just going to be a clean slate, no hard feelings. Your resume looks good. I don't publicly fire you. We move on our separate ways. Don't burn any bridges. No, that was a firing. Same You're with going Bill from a coordinator to a position coach. <laughs> that was a firing, dude. I just don't. I don't. I don't necessarily see how offense coordinator. Maybe I'm completely off. How offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots is a, is a dramatic step up from offensive coordinator from for Alabama. I, I feel could, like it's again, more pay. Again, I could see it as a jump up if he didn't already have that job before. I think that's the major problem as thing is a step up. They get that. Uh, let's get to some more college football news before we get out of here. I, I mentioned Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, they're, they're set, they wanted to join the SEC by 2025. Uh, doesn't look like that is going to happen. Sources said the sides couldn't agree on how to create equitable value for what Fox would lose in 2024, of course, uh, because they're signed up with the Big 12 and they like to have Oklahoma play at 11 o'clock. Uh, so <laughs> that's going to be the problem there. So Fox might actually hold up Oklahoma and Texas. So you might get two years of Oklahoma, Texas, Houston, Cincinnati, US, UCF, and BYU yes. in the Big 12. Uh, by the way, I wanted to ask you guys, who do you guys, who do you guys think is best positioned out of those teams to go into the Big 12? Because it's crazy how how similar the records are. You, Houston last year was eight and five. They had mm -hmm. losses to Texas Tech and Kansas. If you're comparing to the Big Twelve, UCF was nine and five, split with Tulane, and, and did beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati was nine and four, so I guess the best win percentage of the group. But Scott Satterfield does not have a very good winning percentage at Louisville. Mm -hmm. He takes over for Luke Fickle, and BYU was nine and five. They're all eight and five, nine and five programs heading at the same time. Which one do you like positioned best for the Big Twelve? UCF. Houston. <laughs> I'm saying UCF. You have a guy in Gus Malzahn leading the way that's been a – I mean, now Dana Holgerson has been a Power 5 coach at West Virginia. I think he was there from like yeah. – Dana 20, Holgerson was already in the Big 12. 2011 to 2018 or whatever sure. from from West Virginia, but then he went to Houston um, after that season. But now, like – which which I know he's like got ties to Houston. That's a big reason why Holgerson's he also yeah, he already came out and said that they don't have like the – they don't have the support system at Houston that they need for a Power 5 program. So, so that, that's interesting. But like, like UCF has always been like, – we, when we talk about those teams, and Cincinnati is in this conversation, but now without Luke Fickle, you're kind of curious about it's it. It's going to be a weird one. Um, but they, they've also Sat – Scott Satterfield is not the that, – that whole, that whole, that whole like, three-team group of Louisville, Purdue, and, uh, and Cincinnati that swapped coaches were like – so Jeff Brom goes to Louisville – has a really tough off season, really strong, like really, really bad. It has been great recruiting so far. off season in Louisville. Ryan Walters at Purdue, who I really liked, the former Illinois defense coordinator, who I thought if Dion didn't go to Colorado, he would yeah. be at Colorado. Used to play there. Um, used to play there exactly. Mm -hmm. But the former. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Finally. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> anyway, um, Ryan Walters loses the only four star commit that Purdue had in their entire recruiting class, and Cincinnati and Scott Satterfield, you just mentioned, has a bad winning percentage. So, like, yeah. it just didn't seem like those those three teams are very questionable to me. I like Gus Malzahn a lot. Um, I, I think they position themselves best. Yeah, because they've always, they've always been on the fringe of, like, 
this team's probably good enough to be in a Power Five mm -hmm. conference because they they do really well in the the American. Yep. But they, you know they have great recruiting classes. In? It should be able it should be able to be easier to get uh, recruits now that you can say you're a Power Five program. Uh, you're still recruiting backyard is, is Florida. You kind of get the, you could get the scraps now. You can actually go up and maybe punch with the big boys for a little bit. Uh, great support system, unlike uh, Dana Holgerson said at Houston. So yeah. it's gonna be good. BYU a sleeper though. Yeah, BYU's always kind of felt like a Power Five team that just kind of played. Um, Non-Power mm. 5 football. They got a Power 5 stadium. Pretty cool uh, yeah. Pretty cool mm -hmm. scenery out there. Uh, also, NBC Sports unveiled its Big Ten Saturday Night Announce team. Todd Blackledge will lead the way along with Noah Eagle. Um, I'm excited for Todd Black Blackledge. Ian Eagle's son, good. of course. Mm -hmm. yeah. Noah. Yeah, pretty good cool. Dude. I think yeah. Young man. I think he went to school with Tad. Yeah, I think he did. He's a good dude. Very young man. All right, that'll uh, wrap it up for the Ticket Water Cooler Happy Hour. Coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket.